Like you said, I'm definitely a radio geek. I've been doing this my whole life. I met Wolfman Jack on the NBC tour in third grade and just thought that was the greatest job in the world. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. But I also understand that we have to maximize available technology to continue to move our business forward. So the goal is really to utilize 2022 technology to make these heritage brands relevant to new audiences who can find our stations in a slew of different ways and almost treat our company like a startup. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. John Zellner is a superstar. President of Programming Operations for iHeartMedia's National Programming Group. In this role, John oversees division operations, covering 850 local radio station brands in 150 markets. Wow. He's been recognized by Billboard, Radio Inc., FMQB, and other industry publications as Operations Manager and Program Director of the Year. An accomplished guy. And he served on the Board of Governors for the Children's Miracle Network, faculty for the Conclave, the HD Radio Leadership Team, and the National Talent Radio System, among others. We have links to his complete corporate bio in the show notes. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome the very talented John Zellner. Thank you, Dave. Hey, Kipper, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, John. And i got to ask you, first question, your position covers a lot of turf. So how have you found is the best way to manage it all and being a true radio type, how do you ever turn it off? Yeah, that's good. I'm a little type A. Actually, I'm very type A, which means it you know, comes in handy in a lot of aspects of this role. And, and I have a fantastic team of people who really understand the vision and do all the legwork in executing the plan flawlessly. Um, and like you said, I'm definitely a radio geek. I've been doing this my whole life. I think they have support groups for people like me. But I met I met Wolfman Jack on the NBC tour in third grade and just thought that was the greatest job in the world. So I've always wanted to work in radio, but I also understand that we have to maximize available technology to continue to move our business forward. Many of our iHeartRadio brands are over 100 years old. A bunch of them are celebrating their 100th anniversary this year. So the goal is really to utilize 2022 technology to make these heritage brands relevant to new audiences who can find our stations in a slew of different ways and almost treat our company like a startup. That's what Bob always says. We should be a startup and, and ask ourselves how we would you know, build the infrastructure today if we were launching it from scratch. So that part really excites me, just being able to take these 100-year-old heritage brands and this medium that started even long before that and make it exciting and fresh to a whole new generation of fans. So you keep playing offense rather than defaulting to defense. That's the goal. Yeah. Well, John, clearly you're no stranger to managing multiple channels and their teams having joined iHeart from your position as senior VP of programming for Sirius XM, which also has hundreds of channels. What are some of the similarities and differences between working with traditional broadcast and evolving media tech platforms like satellite streaming and on-demand? Well, I think the biggest difference between traditional broadcast radio and streaming and satellite radio is that whenever you're in the subscription business, 
the model completely changes because you're dealing with churn. And every month, satellite radio is trying to convert more people from the 90-day trial period to paid subscribers than the number of people who churn out. And there's two kinds of churn in satellite radio. There's voluntary churn and involuntary churn. Voluntary churn are the people that can't justify the expense. They don't see the value anymore. They're not spending as much time in the car driving as, you know, as much as they used to. There's a ton of reasons why somebody would voluntarily churn out. The involuntary churn comes from people who simply sell their car. So let's just say that this month, Uh, 100,000 people churn out, they would need 100,000 other people who are at the end of their 90-day free trial period to convert to a paid subscriber just to break even. And that's why you've seen the subscription numbers for satellite radio kind of plateau over the past five to 10 years. So many people are churning out and fewer cars are being sold. It just becomes a simple math equation. And it's a very difficult business, especially when you're dealing with such a low cost per subscriber. Um, and I think the biggest challenge is that there are, there are monthly fees for some people that have become what we call necessities versus what we call luxury items. You know, your phone bill is a necessity, obviously, certainly your utility bill. And for many people, a video streaming service has become a necessity. But satellite radio is really considered by most to be a luxury item. And those are the first things to go when someone is reevaluating their monthly charges. I just saw an article last week about a new app called Truebill, which shows you all of the recurring charges on your credit card. So now it's even easier to know where that money's going each month that you might not see the value in. Uh, And they make it a lot easier to cancel now, too. So you compare that model to the broadcast radio business model, which is truly about advertising and winning the ratings game to generate revenue from clients and partners. So, John, it would seem that the more media morphs and the line between platforms is blurring to the audiences. How do you see the role of local radio shaking out in the near term? And will there be more on demand with national hosts on the air, vice versa? Or do you see something completely different shaking out? Yeah, I think technology has made the world feel smaller. And we've seen for years that entertaining wins out over local every time. Obviously, an entertaining local show is optimal when it's possible. And that said, we absolutely believe in local brands as part of the iHeartRadio master brand. But we make sure that every one of our stations is using our AI technology to ensure that the music is following local research And every one of our stations has a local jock that sounds live and local in every day part. And we're also now the number one podcaster in America. So that's definitely an on-demand experience. I also think that our radio brands need to start taking some chances on talent and shows that don't necessarily come from or evolve from radio, but they might start digitally or socially. And I think the companionship factor continues to be our biggest point of differentiation. So if a radio brand is relying solely on a music position to win, I don't think they'll be around for long. It has to be about the whole package and the brand pyramid, which we preach to all of our programmers constantly. But I think discovery, surprise, and companionship will always be the three you know, biggest points of differentiation when it comes to our brands and a streaming service. We see that two-thirds of America still discover new music on the radio. 
and the surprise you get when you punch in your favorite classic rock station and a song comes on that you haven't heard for years or weren't expecting. There's no surprises on a playlist that you create. And we talked about the companionship factor. This truly is what keeps our brands exciting and relevant on a daily basis. So, John, at your level, you're always looking for talent. You're helping to drive that acquisition of superstars and future superstars. Well, what skills, mindsets, and experience are you looking for when you're filling positions? Yeah, I think it really depends on the position. For talent, we're looking for multidimensional, creative stars who really understand how to attract and maintain an audience. Um, and somebody who also understands that clients and revenue are what drives our ability to hire and keep them. So they make themselves available to all clients and partners. We see a huge difference in the attrition levels when it comes to a regular commercial versus an endorsement spot. Two-thirds of say they'll buy something that they heard about from a friend. Radio talent are trusted friends. And I think the best ones are really able to maintain those relationships with clients in many cases more effectively than the sales team. Um, I, th I think for programmers, we're looking for more people who are all about the art. We talk about art versus science, but the art is so valuable. They really understand how to build brands. They're great talent coaches. They inspire and they motivate their teams every day. They're also good writers and they interact well with other people. And I think they're willing to take the tools that we provide from national programming and make them work for their individual stations and situations. And we have tons of operations positions. That's more about science and research analysis. I think the beauty of what we've created at iHeart is that we recognize that everyone can't be good at everything. So we've got a team of people that schedule music, a group that analyzes research. Some people write imaging. They coach talent. Some people write and produce commercials. They write copy and station promos. They handle digital or social. It's really about how we'd build it today if we were doing it from scratch. So along those lines, if you had one suggestion for somebody just starting out in the business today, what would you say? I would say make sure you're getting into the business for the right reasons. Uh, be a sponge. Learn everything uh, about as many facets of our business as possible. Even if it's something you don't think you need to know now, it might come in handy later. And also, every job you get will be because somebody knows somebody. So don't burn a bridge. Be humble. Be accessible. I think the most humble and accessible people usually rise up, and they're also the most easy to reach too. And then I would also say, don't let the industry overtake your life. Make sure you have balance because it'll make you better at what you do every day. Wow. Industry superstar, John Zellner with us. Somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Email us at show at brandwithondemand.com. And now there's a new way for you to stay in touch and to get in touch. Just follow Brandwith Plus on social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. It's Brandwith Plus, Brandwith, P-L-U-S. We look forward to seeing you there. Coming up, John shares some things he knows now 
that he really wishes he knew way back when. Hi, it's Gary Berkowitz, AC Programming Consultant at Berkowitz Broadcast Consulting in Detroit. Hey, it's Molly Cruz, Brand Manager for WMYX and WXSS FM here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hi, this is Jake Neiman with 96.7 Cram. Hi, this is Dave Tyler from Music Master with even more raving fans. Did someone say Music Master raving fan? Ding, ding, that's me. Hey, it's Lee McNabb, Operations Manager for Saga Communications Des Moines Radio Group. Ready to join these raving fans? Visit musicmaster.com today. They're always there and willing to help. They save me every time. I'm a major fan. It was nice to talk to a fellow 80s kid. Yeah! Shout out to the staff and everybody there, and I love uh, this Throwback Nation. Hear the power of real human connection every night on Throwback Nation Radio. Get a free sample at throwbacknationradio.com. Hey there, Kipper here. If your station is like so many others, begging out for some sort of station merchandise for sale or even to give away, but the budget says, "Uh uh-uh, your solution could be just a click away. Check out Radio Swag Shop. It's in the show notes. Or simply go to radioswagshop.com forward slash kipper. Your audience and your budget will thank you. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with On Demand. John, thinking about your career, what's the one thing you know now you wish you really knew? way back when you got started? I think it's that you will learn a lot more from your bad bosses than your good ones. (laughs) Um, You know, you need to take a lot of mental notes over the years on how things are interpreted and what words are used. And if I knew way back then that arrogance is a sign of insecurity in the early days of my career, it would have made dealing with those situations a whole lot easier. Mm. Um, There's absolutely a way to treat people with respect to truly be their advocate and to do good business and motivate and inspire your team to do incredible work and lead with love and trust versus fear and doubt. You know, and these are things that sometimes you have to figure out on your own, but it could have helped me a lot with some of my challenging bosses back in the day. (laughs) Yeah. Our thanks to the very talented leader that he is, John Zellner. Hey, links to John's complete bio, some cool articles and more all in the show notes. Just scroll down on your phone. As always, special thanks to our exec producer, Cindy Huber, for putting this all together. And also to Hannah B., our associate producer in charge of booking. And coming up next... Hi, I'm Chuck Knight. Coming up next on Brand With On Demand, I'm going to share Scott Shannon's secrets, how to make every break successful. There are three elements of it, and I'll share that with you on the next episode. See you then. That's a wrap, Kipper. In one minute, Martinizing this time, we'll talk about promises. You know, you need to keep them. You really do. You'll find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brain be wise.